Hi, I'm Sabrina from Seven Kingdoms. And this is Camden from Seven Kingdoms. And you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> How are you, my friends? Hey, good. how, you how doing? are you? Good. How's it going? Oh, another day in paradise. Yeah, you guys Period. are. You guys are in paradise, though. You're down. In, you're still down in Florida, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I used, I lived in St. Pete for about 15 years. I miss it there. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I like your background, by the way. Thank That's you. Super dope. <laughs> I have. A- I have a picture with them that you might appreciate that I'll show you later before we end. <laughs> oh, with them actually? Yeah, it's super nice. <laughs> have you guys, uh, I don't know if you, you pay much attention to the uh, Blabbermouth News. Did you see their new controversy? No. They got totally busted in Belgium two nights ago with uh, tracks playing. Oh, I mean, oh. that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I wish I could say that surprises me. <laughs> yeah, Paul was about 20 feet from the mic and his vocals came screaming across the uh the PA. Oh. oh. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Anyway, yeah. thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, Thank you for giving us an opportunity to hang Absolutely. out with you. Um so let's talk about uh let's talk about Seven Kingdoms. Zenith is uh what we're about a week out. Yep. Yes totally crowdfunded and you guys were super super successful in the in the crowdfunding thing i know that's a difficult task in itself because uh lots of people fail and you guys went well above your your goal yeah we hit at every single goal that we set forward yeah it was uh i still have no idea what happened <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm super happy that people wanted to support us i, I just think that um a, a lot of times like those kind of moments is where the fans get to speak on, you know, what their favorite music is. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I, I, then that's something to pat yourselves on the back with because I, you know, I talk to so many people and I've even dipped my uh, toes in the water of trying to do those Kickstarter things or whatever, and never had the success. And you guys seem to have had like amazing success. So it's gotta be really cool to have that fan base behind you, supporting you all the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's definitely relieving and uh, it makes it hard to not do it yeah for us you know so it's it's, it put us in a weird position to where you know even before even before we'd had the deal with uh napalm on like several years ago it was uh i was very reluctant to even sign it um but you know here we are (laughs) back doing it that's cool so what was the writing process like for for zenith uh was it a little bit different now because of all the nonsense that we've all gone through or were you still able to get together and write? I feel like it, we, we got together more often when everything was locked down than we did before. So I, yeah. I feel like you're hearing what it sounds like when we have time to write together. So you think it, it's a, a bit different than, than it was in the past. You've all were able to just settle down. I guess Florida was the wild West as well. Right. So you could get kind of, yeah, we weren't like, you know, I mean, we, we uh i guess the the pc way to say it is that we were uh we we had our bubble mm-hmm. and the band was in our bubble so we were all generally exposed to one another um on, so, a, regular on a regular basis so <laughs> like we, every weekend yeah, so <laughs> right. that was some of the people we were we were in a bubble with you know what i mean and right. we didn't really uh we didn't really see too many other people at, around that time besides the band and you know that was pretty much it mm-hmm. How much pressure do you think 
was put on you with having to live up to the obligations of the Kickstarter in making in writing these songs and making this record? Was there a sort of expectation? I mean, I feel like we have expectations on ourselves, but if you if you focus on what everybody wants, you'll never be able to satisfy everyone. So we just kind of we gave what we had and this is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, every record we try to we're not super like held down by anyone but ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we just try to we like these songs, especially at this point in time, you know, we we uh, we we at least, you know, Kevin, Keith and I will get the music done to the point where, you know, it's presentable with, you know, fake drums and stuff like that. And then Sabrina to listen to it. And then, you know, she, Sabrina wonderfully always likes almost everything that we do. So she'll play her a song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't, I, she never, she's never like, I don't like this. She's pretty much always find something she likes about it. So it's, it's a very easy process for the four of us, uh, to work together at this point. Um, uh, and it, we just did what we do, um, with the experience that we know going in to it from the last one coming out of it. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of that you, uh, you remember like, Oh, we should do this this time. And we learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just each album is a, compilation of experience essentially uh just you know through and through in every which way right do you find it difficult not rewriting the same record does that make sense yes actually um yeah so like decennium is probably the hardest album for me and i feel like decennium should probably be like um something that i continually try to get to but not all at once i feel like decennium is is a specific kind of album this is going to be a different kind of album the fire is mine was different and i feel like it's important to have your sound but also not be afraid to take risks yeah well they, it wouldn't be i some people would consider it risks actually other interviews have been like you guys took risks that we've never heard and i was like no oh. But either way, it's intentional, right? I mean, you're intentionally trying not to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there's certain like, like we like to do like callbacks where you can be like, that was in so-and-so song or something, right. you know, make think of a certain song, but we definitely, we try not to, we try very hard to not continually write the same thing. Cause then there's nothing new about, about us. Yeah. Right. Even if there's, you know, there's only so many, chord progressions essentially before you become like a hardcore frog band. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, there's, there's, there's a million ways to do those and you just have to find a creative way that, uh, that sounds like, it. you know, that makes it sound different. I mean, there's, if you were to take the basic chord progression of some of these songs, you would find them everywhere, but it doesn't sound like that because of the way that everything else besides the guitar is written right. essentially. Is there something you want your fans to take away from after seeing or after listening to Zenith or really seeing Seven Kingdoms live? Because I know you guys are on the road or just got off the road. Um, I just want everyone to, to you know, find um, as far as the new album goes or any of our old songs, you know, find a song that, you know, like you vibe with, you know, and like all of them have a, have their storyline that were, they were based on, but we, we try to write it in a way that like people who are going through different situations can like also relate, you know, so it's, it's not, 
you know, we're not so specific on the lyrics to where the listener can't make their own interpretation out of it yeah. based off of their own life experience. We just want people to, to, to be able to, to find like, you know, like we don't take ourselves seriously because life is real serious and, right. you know, and, and everybody needs a song to get through it, you know? And so we're hoping that, you know, our fans take away, you know, at least one theme song to some moment in their life. <laughs> and then live, you know, we just try to make sure that we're like, the anti-prog band essentially just like <laughs> we'll just need not anti-prog but just the polar opposite of what you know some very serious i, I just say prog band it doesn't have to be right. a prog but you know someone that takes the music so serious and like you know you have to have a degree to listen to it or like you have to have like you have to you, you leave in an emotional wreck you know what i mean it's right. just I mean, if we you wanna, leave in a, an emotional wreck, regardless, that's yeah. good because they got you. But, but still, yeah. it, it should be uh, a relieving, like a relieving, happy weight off your shoulders kind of experience. You know we, yeah, like the, the, music should be fun. Yes, yes, it should. Like, you know, that's why I do the cheeseburger thing, because why not? I mean, it's right. funny. <laughs> so I hate to quote the immortal prophet, uh, Brett Michaels, but nothing but a good time, right? Yeah, yes. entirely. Yes. Especially since we're all going through a bunch of nonsense collectively. Yes. Music is a great escape, I think, and people need that. You don't want to go and be too serious. I don't think. I mean, maybe yeah, something we want people to completely forget about everything that's going on except for the stage. Yeah, right just now. a moment in time, just have fun and kind spend of thing. It with us kind of thing. Right. Everyone needs that escape, and I think you guys succeed in that really well. You guys you guys recorded uh, or did did you do recording at Morris as well or was it just mixing? Uh, no, we did this whole album at Morris Sound Studios. How, how much do you think the history and the legacy of Morris Sound plays into the Seven Kingdom sound? Because there's there's a history there. So I have to say that I I love that the Morris Sound history has ingrained itself into Seven Kingdoms because. Like when you go to Morris Sound and you record music there, they care. Like Jim is like very like, if you want me to help you make it the, be the best thing, let, I mean, I'm going to throw ideas at you. And, and me and Jim just like. Jim's definitely gone mm. uh, above and beyond. I mean, we, he's basically like. He's a member, a member of Seven Kingdoms for us. Band. I mean, not on paper, but right. in our hearts. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's, he's somebody that like yeah. when I'm in the studio, like he. The, the best thing about me and Jim's relationship is, is Jim says, you know, you should do something like this. And I'm like, okay. And then I do something like that. And then he's like, yeah, that was great. You know, like that's our relationship, you know, it's like, right. or he'll, you know, like, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. And then I'll come at him like, Jim, this might sound completely weird, but let's try this. You know, like we have this, like, you know, it's, he, has a, he has a gift for uh, just working with people. And he is like, he is, if you don't have a good time with Jim Morris, you're trying. You're trying to. You're trying, <laughs> like you're trying right. because he is one of the most genuine, like I call him dad. Cause I think he's, you know, just, he's definitely been he's like top notch to me. <laughs> I've never seen the, the newer version of Morris sound. I remember the old version. I've been there a few times. And uh, I mean, those are hallowed halls. So you guys are amongst some of the great in, Great in the metal world, right? Yeah, if you watch Waterlands or Diamond Handed, you can see more sound, the new one. Yeah, that's the new one. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I've seen some pictures from some of your uh, Instagram shots or whatever. Somewhere along it, the way, I've seen them. It's beautiful. It looks like you're in a submarine. Really? Is mm -hmm. it pretty close to where it was last time? Yeah, it's kind of. Kind of, yeah. Like, I don't know, probably no more than five miles, maybe. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what? Seminole. Yeah, it looks like a really nice room. It's beautiful. But, um, what do you guys have planned for the road? I know you just came off a, a, sh- a semi-short tour. Are you guys planning on heading back out again? We were, uh, we were uh, scheduled to go back out on tour um, with some undisclosed bands <laughs> uh, in October. But uh, that got postponed until, uh, I believe, April and May next year. Okay. So right now we're just waiting on the details and the confirmation for that. But uh, I believe from what our agent says, it's, it's going to happen. So we're uh, just waiting for that. I mean, I, I just got off. I mean, we just got off all of these tours. And I mean, in our, at least the Archers, the two rounds were good, were very, very good. The Beast in Black tour was very good. Um, I, I just did uh, TM work for hypocrisy and did, uh, that tour with them. And, uh, basically the end of the beast in black into the hypocrisy stuff. There's two, there's so many bands out on the road right now that you're seeing people not have enough money to go. Right. And seeing that, especially in like death metal. Yeah. They really have to choose so many tours going on right now that like, you know, it, it, it's just, it's essentially the wild west again. It's, 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 un, it's <laughs> and you're not able to, to even uh, have an educated guess on how many people come because it could be a fluke one day and then everybody shows up and vice versa. So I'm kind of glad that we're going to take the fall off, even though the record's coming out right now. We should be touring. It'll give time to mar- I, I people think, to marinate with it. I think people, by the time we end up on tour, people will have digested Zenith already and will be really hungry to see it. So I'm, I'm kind of glad. You know, it's like a it's like a reaction. You know, it's like it's, people don't have shows, so then they're really excited, right. and then that peak, then it goes straight down. Mm-hmm. And I think we're we're on the way to the very bottom right now. I mean, to be fair, everybody like- got to make money too, right? They got to get out there. They've been pooped up for two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of that money's already been spent. So I think a lot of people need to basically just be at home. Hopefully I mean, for the fall and uh, and just it, I think you know maybe by the end of next year it's summertime you'll start seeing a more uh, consistent you know right got all every tour when we were in Spain the one thing that we learned is that over there a lot like the age bracket to work you get cut off and so when we were over there I learned that sometimes those people had to save all year to buy one ticket. And, you know, then they couldn't even buy the merch when they got there. So, like, you see people literally at the merch table, like, I paid for the ticket and I'm here to see this band, but now I like this band. And, like, they're, like, literally going through the, ah, you know, like, so right. it's just like, you know, I believe that if money wasn't an object, people would be, like, blowing up every single night, you know? Sure. And that's the, that's the thing that I'm, uh, we're, we're seeing is that, you know, people apologize for not being able to spend money, uh, you know, at your merch table. And it's just kind of like, you know, um, we have merch stores for a reason. If you can't buy it here, you can buy it from us later, you know? So it's like one of those things that like, it's sad when someone apologizes for not being able to do more. Right. But I guess when gas is six bucks a gallon or whatever it is, and you've traveled to see your favorite band and spent the money for the ticket, there's very little left, so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even yeah, even on the band side, I mean, just like the the on the road, our merch prices went up because it's the only way we can you know, the afford gas. gas and everything else is a little more expensive, you know, post COVID. Right. So I think all of that, I'm hoping all of that evens out, you know, a little bit, just because I just I, I I would like to think it can't stay like this kind of things. 
So, I mean, I've seen, you know, four or $5 a gallon stuff before then it comes down, it comes up and it comes down. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I just, I think the, uh, I think we're just, uh, nationwide, not even just the music industry, just everything. There's a weird kind of supply and demand Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on, just trying to even out because of what happened in the last two years. Are you guys planning on doing like this, staying with the new, especially since you're going to be off for the fall, are you planning on staying with the new business model of like different singles every six weeks or something to keep uh, things fresh? We won't, uh, we won't release new music, but we will have music videos for all of the songs. So like I said, uh, I think Love Dagger is going to come out on the 17th. That's already done. That's been sitting on YouTube for like three months. Yeah. So like uh, that'll come out. Uh, I have to finish editing uh, Chasing the Mirage. That's already d- almost filmed. I think we'll probably have to film a tiny little bit more. Maybe. Are you doing all the work yourself? Um, and most of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, I mean, so that was one thing too back you know when basically after we got our napalm deal like we were we were spending you know they gave us a video budget but like essentially we didn't have that in house like we do now um and essentially you know we over the over the pandemic we invested in the video gear to do those things and then the ability to uh learn it shoot it correctly and then just just learn it so i crash course myself for a while um, met a friend of mine who has a video business and then we kind of joined forces in a way. And then now we can do videos. Uh, we can do these videos much, uh, much cheaper. Right. Uh, it's, it's a more work for me essentially, but like we get a lot, the dollar goes four or five times further than just, you know, Hey, like here's a $3,000 check. We need a music video. You know what I mean? Right. But well, plus also, also- vision is yours too right so you've got the vision and then yeah it's more yeah that's yeah. What I was- your thing yeah I mean, we've, done, we've done all you know a bunch of types of music videos and it's just this is uh even though it's more work this is a definitely a, a better thing i mean the, all the videos that we've done so far i've done with jimmy i do most of the editing he films make sure it's it's done right and then you know essentially i will i will get it done and then he will like kind of correct little things here and there and he's he's the fresh eyes for me he's the he's the senior guy you know what i mean right. but i do all like that's and he says hey you know this will make it look cleaner tighter and uh just kind of finesses it essentially before we go out mm-hmm. so uh it's been a really good way for us to make sure we have a ton of video content i mean we haven't had a bunch in the last couple of months because i've been gone but uh i mean like i said we're the, pretty much now into the end of next week like we're gonna go completely nuts just getting just just content for uh for the publicists and stuff like that just so they can share and we also um are doing twitches every once in a while like yeah twitch has become a big thing too yes we're um we do a lot of um like kevin and cameron like to work out together then we'll do uh, we call it the cream stream when keith is here because he's the drummer and uh he likes milk and that became a thing (laughs) and then i'm whatever gets people listening right or watching it's weird the twitch community has given us a bunch of like if, you, if you're not there like and we say some of the like dumb crazy shit that like has happened on twitch people are like huh but then like you know it's just it's there's a lot of like inside jokes and funny things that have happened on twitch it's definitely its own community but yeah. i mean we were able to uh actually grant from alicia archers kind of got us into twitch and uh they basically like 
shoved us into our Twitch life. And then we, we found a lot of fans. We immediately Twitch, yeah. had a fan base basically by the second time we went out on tour. Yeah. Just wow. be, from the, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I've never experienced anything like it. So, I mean, that's, that's actually able to kind of, uh, that adds a revenue stream for us at this point, kind of right off the bat, which was wild. Like we're every time we get a Twitch deposit, we're like, I mean, it, it's either, you know, it's not a ton of money right now, but, but like, it's still, it's still, it's just like, we did nothing besides just hang out and like, there's right. money, you know what I mean? Which is wild. So uh, that's just one other thing that helps us get further down the road, you know? Yeah. We're going to do um, in the next few days, uh, Keith and Kevin are coming up and we're going to do a live stream where we're going to actually pack the Kickstarter things together on with them on oh, Twitch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interactive thing. So people all around the world can, view and interact with us you know they'll put the comments and stuff down and then we read them and then it's live and so you know it's it, there's not a ton of bands that do that as a band now usually what happens is you have like the singer has their twitch account and the guitar player has their twitch account so ours is the band so like that's that's what's more of a channel you know what i mean so essentially down the road, our, our goal with that is to like, you know, eventually, you know, you have Keith's day and then Sabrina's day and then my day, Kevin's day. And then another day, Kevin and I have our lifting session. Maybe Sabrina does this uh, karaoke thing like you've been doing once a month. Mm -hmm. And then that way there's constantly like a schedule, but we just, we just have to have the time and a little bit more money to get up. <laughs> right. Well, I've run up against my questions. Did I miss anything you want to cover? Oh, no. I mean, I, I we're just, sitting here trying to talk to as many people about the record as we can before it That's comes awesome. out. What if was your thought? Did you get to sit with it? Uh, yeah, I actually loved it. And my reviewer posted a, a, we posted a review of it, I think yesterday or the day before. Oh yeah. On YouTube. No, yeah. okay. It was cool. He, he yeah. absolutely loved it. So yeah, we're, oh, we're big fans thank from you. way back. <laughs> if fans want to find you, um, seven kingdoms everywhere. Yeah, basically, it's uh, Seven Kingdoms official on Facebook and Instagram, I believe. Uh, the YouTube channel is Seven Kingdoms One, like number one, just okay. because Seven, seven Kingdoms, Kingdoms was taken. taken. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think our Twitch is Seven Seven Kingdoms official. Um, what's the Twitter? You, you, she's um, the Twitter queen. Seven K S K official because our original one got hacked, yeah, and so we, did my yeah, Facebook yeah. recently. So I don't exist on Facebook right now because yeah, we still have to change. The same thing happened to Voyager like a couple of weeks before me. So thank you, my friend. It was good seeing you again. You're hey, welcome. Thank, you, thank you. Good luck with the record. Be well, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank, thank you very you. much. We Cheers. appreciate that. Bye. Bye. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.